this is the Winner Winner Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Robin. And I'm the other one, Arjuna. All right. And this week, we are definitely diving into some current events and also a long-awaited topic where we're going to jump into some data that we've been collecting uh, on this little form we created called Why Did I Die? So we're going to look at why we're all dying and try to dice it apart and see if we can uh, stop that. Getting morbid over here. <laughs> Oh my god, there's so much news happening this week, <laughs> yep. dude. There's just there's so much going on in the world of PUBG right now. Yeah, I think like main topic is news, and then we're doing a subtopic <laughs> yeah. after that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we've also got some pretty big news for the Winner Winner podcast. So tell me more. Excited to share that too. Well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna keep, slow gonna roll there? them okay. a little bit. <sighs> Build the anticipation. <laughs> okay. All right. Big you news. Know, basic show business here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, y'all are just going to have to wait. All right. Well, why don't we jump in with some questions of the week uh, before we do current events? Yeah, we, so we got a couple of questions from SnowSniper22. He is not a patron. However, he submitted, his, he submitted his questions late for our mailbag, and we thought, you know, what the heck? Let's just, mm. why, do, why do heck? <laughs> Let's indulge this person and answer their questions. All right. What do they got? All right, so question number one. When was the time you screwed everything up, but no one ever found out it was you? Whoa. What? Oh, snap, Robin. (laughs) You know, I'm sure I've done this before, but all of the times that I can think of are when someone else in my squad did it. Mm. So, like, there was that sweet time when there were four of us driving along in a car, (laughs) and all of a sudden a frag grenade goes off. Just like, oh, no, no, no. It was, yeah, it was three of us, uh-huh. fortunately. Three of us in a car. Frag grenade goes off, knocks all of us. Fortunately, we had a teammate to come and pick us all up. Yeah, that was me. Um. <laughs> oh, was that you? I was talking about Benny. No, no, I was the one that saved you guys. I, oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and... right. So, yeah. <laughs> That's just... funny how many times we've referenced that story. You know? Poor Benny. The good ones never die. <laughs> Holla at your boy, Benny cooling his feet on the beach in italy right now wherever he is i'm not wondering if i can like grenade my whole team without being found out but (laughs) i don't think i could because it would just tell them that i did it yeah well okay there was another time i'm remembering this one was just kind of cracked me up i was playing in a four squad with henry and we're just like chilling in san martin just looting whatever suddenly a frag grenade goes off and we're all like whoa you know what's going on No one knew, so we're all, like, on alert, you know, running around with our ears peeled for the next, like, five minutes. We never find anything, and then we keep playing, and then, like, ten minutes later, Henry's sheepishly like, Oh, sorry, guys, that was my frag grenade. I just, like, (laughs) tried to throw a stun grenade, and I messed up, and I didn't want to own up to it. So... (laughs) Grown-ass man, peeps. so funny. Henry. Wow. You got any sweet stories? I always get caught. So I don't have a good one yet. Um, well, how about a time when you screwed everything up and everyone knew about it? Hmm. Okay. This one should be easy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like like just recently I was playing with squads and we were being pretty careful and somebody else was squad leader and we were getting close to a team, but we hadn't chosen a fire on them yet. And then I was like, oh, I got a shot. I got to take this. And then I started shooting. And then like 10 seconds later, we were all dead. <laughs> okay okay (laughs) like we just weren't in position um Mm -hmm. to really like take the fight 
and I started taking pot shots at one of them when they jumped on a motorcycle. Just like, oh, easy kill. Come on. And then the guy, like, got away and got cover, and, like, his whole squad just came out of the woodwork. And, like, we didn't actually see the squad when I started shooting. We just saw the one guy on the bike, to be fair. But I should have waited for the call from squad leader in that case. So that was my bad. Owning up. I mean, yeah. I've... I've fucked everything up too many times to even recount, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, like, probably some of my worst fuck-ups are just things like, you know, when you're driving a vehicle with the entire rest of your squad in it, that's a lot of pressure. Because if you do the wrong thing, you can just kill your entire squad. Mm-hmm. And I have definitely done that before. Mm-hmm. Just, like, either, like, stopping the vehicle when you should have kept going or vice versa, keeping going when you should have stopped yeah that's a hard one i like it when it's just unequivocal like like stopping is like well you get out and you get shot and like that sucks but like when when someone is like checking the map and they run into a tractor and the (laughs) the vehicle just instantly explodes and everyone dies and everyone's just like huh like (laughs) yeah i heard that story that was the old tractor story yeah i think it's happened more than once i believe yeah we should do like a story time episode Mm. where everyone just recounts their funny stories that no one else thinks is as funny as they do (laughs) it would be a great time (laughs) yeah what do you what do you think about this next question robin you want to read it to us all right so what melee weapon this is also from snow sniper 22 what melee weapon should be added to PUBG? you know i keep wishing that you can use anything as a melee weapon. Like, any equipable item you can, like, drag oh. into your melee s- slot. Except for maybe <laughs> guns. But maybe pistols. Why not? Pistols should be melee weapons. Um, okay. But I'm thinking, like, scopes in particular. It's like, at the be- or, or even attachments. Where, like, at the beginning of the game, the first thing you find is, like, an 8x scope. And you're like, oh, sweet 8x scope, but I don't have a gun. And, oh, there's a guy right there. Like, I want to hit them with the scope. <laughs> That would be probably somewhat effective. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's an idea. I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. My hot take was a little more outlandish. All right. Hear me out. So it's a lance, like a full-on jousting lance. It takes up all of your available weapon slots. (laughs) So you can't hold, including a pistol, you can't hold anything else when you have the lance. But, but not only can you like stab people with it, but if you get into a vehicle, it like lines up the lance, and then if you ram anyone else with the lance, it's an insta kill. Mm-hmm. I think wow. that'd be sick. Did you? Would you have to ram them like with the point of the lance? Like you can't just hit them with the car and it's a lance kill. Like yeah, I th- I think it, you'd have to make it hard, you know, or hard enough that it was yeah, like you, you would have to hit them with the lance. Didn't the drop zone guys talk about like motorcycle lancing or something? Did they? Yeah, if so, they are genius, those two. Just prodigies of game design. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I I think, yeah, because, I mean, come on, man. Motorcycle jousting, that would be, like, the most fun thing you could possibly do in this game. Yeah, I, that's all I would do. I would just find a, a lance and get a bike and run around, try to spear people. Yeah. Skewer them. I think it would be amazing. I think, like, this would be such a fun mod if... Every vehicle on the island is a motorcycle and everyone spawns with a lance and you just have a hundred people drop 
and just it's like a mad dash to find a motorcycle mm -hmm. and you know this would be sick too is like if someone's motorcycling towards you and you're on the ground with your lance but you just like turn around you could like <laughs> knock them off the bike with your lance you know yeah lance trump's vehicle yeah or a motorcycle at least i like it totally okay so anyway um there you go cool i see this next bit on our agenda here it says something about what's that xbox is that a console <laughs> that's like an old console right didn't that come out in the 90s yeah yeah that's what i played halo on <laughs> what are we talking about with that so all right so this is a really really big exciting announcement for all of you guys and a significant percentage of our listenership plays on the xbox and this is something that we learned very early on when we launched this show and it's also been brought to our attention more times than anyone can count that our Xbox coverage sucks. And this is simply because neither Robin nor I play on the Xbox. Now, I played a little bit for a while. I borrowed an Xbox from our buddy, and I just wasn't very good at it. And it was pretty, it was pretty difficult to enjoy the game, especially on the vanilla Xbox a long time ago. So I didn't really get into it. And we, I don't know, we just kind of let it lag a little bit. And I think we lost some of our Xbox listeners because of that. And I'm sorry. I'll be the first to admit that I don't think that we've like done a stellar job with our Xbox performance. However, that's all about to change. So what we're finally going to start doing is introducing Xbox specific content to this show. And the way that we're going to do that is by inviting a number of our most loyal and most knowledgeable Xbox players from our Discord to actually come on the show and host Xbox segments. So I had a conversation with these guys. We've uh, we've got so far Stop Collaborate, Basic Bro, Heinze06, our Backdraft, and The One Heart. And nice. Good lineup. Oh, this is just an all-star Xbox lineup mm -hmm. here. And so... You know, we acknowledge that a lot of aspects of the game are similar between the two platforms. Obviously, there are updates on the PC and things like Sandhawk, which aren't yet on the Xbox. However, we're going to announce that later on in the show. But these guys are going to be talking specifically about some of the stuff that's unique to the Xbox. So it's really going to be a way for us to and them to add value to our Xbox listeners and we've been wanting to show you guys more love for a while. And to be perfectly honest, it's just, you know, running a show like this and, and managing a growing community and stuff, it takes time and it takes effort. Mm -hmm. And so if you've been wondering why we've been lagging on that, it's just because, you know, like we got customs access and we had to work that out. And it's just taken us a while to get here. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> so... Baby, I'm going to be better now. I'm just, you know, I've, I've fixed up my act. We're going to get that house. No. We're going to go on that vacation. And we're going to get some Xbox content on our show. <laughs> I think this is a great solution because we've, we've struggled to be excited about the Xbox stuff because we don't play on it. So this is our way. I, certainly these guys um, are going to be more excited about it than we have been. And so it, we should be able to keep the same enthusiasm level on the show and also bring that content that you guys have been asking for. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to start out by having a little segment on our next week's show, just like little test run. 
and we'll be working to integrate it more and more and we might even come up with some spicy like standalone episodes mm -hmm. so this is like a growth thing for the show where i don't think any of us are really sure right now the places it could go so this is what i encourage you to do is if you play on the xbox and you're excited about this and you'd like to see it go in a particular direction or you know if you if you're excited to contribute in some way i would get on our discord and i would go to the xbox corner channel and just start a conversation there it's you know there's a lot of really nice xbox players who hang out in there mm -hmm. and yeah this is just a way for you to contribute to the show get your ideas heard mm -hmm. you know maybe if you're even really dedicated you could actually make an appearance on the show so that's the big announcement stay tuned next week for the introduction of our xbox corner segment all right yeah yeah thanks for the announcement all right robin so what's going on in the world of PUBG? okay so there's four different things um one is that PUBG is now on face it which we did briefly cover before, but we didn't really understand it back then, and we still don't really understand it. But <laughs> <laughs> someone was actually kind enough to send me one of the open beta keys um, to my email on our Discord. Oh, nice. And so I get to test that out. Um, now, it's mostly... I understand people primarily use it for setting up tournaments, and so this could actually help us out a lot because that's something um, Sokoler and Skills and Trails are setting up and i don't know exactly how they're doing it but i think this is going to make it easier regardless so i'm not sure if they're looking into that at all but um either way i could see us using this to organize tournaments in the future um even actually when i've been browsing the server list lately i've noticed that some of them have uh face it in the server name so mm -hmm. there's some stuff going on there already and yeah, gonna keep you guys posted on what we find out there. Also, it does stack um, stats tracking, mm -hmm. so that's hopefully more official than some of the other stuff I've seen. I feel like I would check different websites and I'd have like different ranks on each one. So like, uh, like, <laughs> I don't. yeah. So part of of how this is all gonna play out is how much access the PUBG devs give FaceIt to their API. Mm. So. If the implementation is good, then we'll have lots of options and things will be sweet. Yeah. And the thing about Faceit is that they've done some pretty deep customization on some other games that are supported on Faceit. Like, for example, there are, I, I want to say it's CSGO servers mm -hmm. on Faceit that actually run at a higher tick rate than Whoa. like the base game does. So there's options here and it's you know face it is clearly capable of implementing like they can run their own servers and mm. they can do different stuff and so if PUBG Corp empowers them to do a good job with it then they could actually produce some really sweet stuff and as well as just things like yeah the stats tracking is really cool they they'll have their own leaderboard their own ranking um and and of course, it's also like a community hub as well. So it's just another place to connect with other PUBG players and check people out and, hmm. you know, kind of measure measure yours against theirs kind of a thing. <laughs> okay. Us gamers like to do. Speaking of tick rate, 
Uh, next news item is there was a dev letter, development letter from PUBG recently about server performance improvements. Nice. Which also dealt with tick rate. And they went over kind of a brief history. Um, apparently there were some, I don't know, I'd say dubious improvements made in patch 14. Anyway, they changed it. And now there actually seems to be, uh, you can point your finger at it, improvement in server performance where... We're getting really consistent um, 60 hertz tick rate, whereas before it was anywhere from like 20, maybe up to 60 in late game. Um, but we saw some like really big drops down to like eight <laughs> hertz in early game. Yeah. So this is awesome because what we're seeing now is a pretty flat graph where it starts at 60, will drop for maybe a few minutes to around 40 in early game. But that's not that bad, considering how it used to be. And then mm. we're at 60 hertz for the rest of the game. Mm. So that's really good news, actually. Now, did you actually check their graphs to make sure that they were properly proportioned? Well, actually, they're not. They, <laughs> they didn't provide their own graphs for oh, this. Okay. Instead, they posted a link in their dev notes. They posted a link to a third-party video, um, which was done by... What's his name? YouTuber Battle Nonsense. Hmm. Okay. All right. So he's done some great videos on netcode, and he's talked about PUBG before in terms of their server performance, and his most recent video talks about what happened in patch 19. So that's pretty good. If you guys want to learn more about netcode um, or patch notes or um, the server performance, definitely check out his videos. His name, again, is Battle Nonsense. So hmm. he does good stuff. Nice. So that's really good news. I'm stoked about that. Fix PUBG. Hashtag. <laughs> good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious if they like updated their their Fix PUBG site because it's supposed to be kind of a progress tracker for this kind of thing. But mm. anyway, so that was item two. What's item three? So all right. So item three. This is a big one. This is like Xbox players are really coming into their own now because. They just announced that Xbox PUBG version 1.0, the official release, is hitting on September 4th. Wow. So, ba-boom, this is huge. Wow. And this is like, I would say this is going to be an even bigger patch for them than 1.0 was for us on the PC. Hmm. So, 1.0 on the PC, we basically got Miramar. And there were some optimization improvements. And I think vaulting was another thing that we got. Mm -hmm. But this is like, this is just super intense. So for starters, the Xbox is getting Sandhawk. And that's just like a new map. And it's super dope. And I think one of the reasons it's exciting is just that it indicates that the Xbox development is catching up with the PC development which I think has been kind of a sore spot for a while mm -hmm. uh, on both platforms. It, it kind of sucks, you know, it, it's been rough on this podcast, I think, with half of our listener base like two months ahead of the other half in terms of the game development. It's kind of hard to make that translation, I think, on both sides. So this is just really exciting because we, we didn't actually get Sandhawk too long ago on the PC. So... That's really cool. Sandhawk is great, guys. I think I just anticipate Xbox players in particular are really going to like it. Mm -hmm. 
there's a lot of information about Sandhawk. I'm not going to go super deep on it. The next thing that's coming to the Xbox is War Mode as well. So it's kind of at this point, like on the PC, I think we all take War Mode for granted. Kind of been there, done that. But just, you know, imagine if you'd never played War Mode before. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting. Yeah. And... You know, it's just an excellent way to hone your skills. It's an excellent way to get warmed up. It's an excellent way to just have a more action-filled experience. Mm-hmm. That actually seems to fit the style of Xbox a little better, too, in my I opinion. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. It, it might even perform better. I don't know. I'm curious about that. I think there's an opportunity for them to do some Xbox architecture-specific stuff. Because think about, like, for example, load time's been such an issue on the Xbox. Mm -hmm. And so if they were able to code it where, like, the entire rest of the map doesn't really render or renders later than the place you drop, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it could be a really snappy experience. Could actually be really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, war mode is huge. Uh, they're doing. They're also bringing in in-game currency to purchase cosmetics, and they're basically introducing a, an event pass for Sandhawk. So, again, it's like we've only gotten the event pass recently on the PC, but you know, it, Xbox is getting the Sandhawk event pass, which is super excited. So, anyway, it, this is just huge. I mean. They're going to ship like a retail disc version, which is going to have some special DLC. It's going to have some Xbox clothes. Man, I forgot about games being on disc. Yeah, man. I know. It's still it's still a thing that happens <laughs> from time to time. Hmm. I don't... I guess if you have like a slow internet connection, it might be a benefit to buy it on disc. But I, I kind of don't really know why you wouldn't just like buy it online and download it. Mm-hmm. You know? But maybe it's like if you have, there's probably reasons that. I hope it comes with a key or something so people have access if they lose the disc. I don't know yeah. how that, that, that's not how I remember it working. Right. So, because discs are just vulnerable. They you know? are. It's not, you know, it's not Steam. You, you can't yeah. scratch Steam. You can scratch well, a disc. I tried once. Didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> So this is going to be one of the things that we're going to look forward to on the show is having some of our Xbox players on to talk about this release, to just share in the excitement of it, to give us up-to-date commentary on how it's going. There's probably going to be hella bugs, you know, because that's just Mm. the way of things. Hmm. We certainly, for the PC patch 1.0 release, had a lot of bugs to deal with. So I expect those here too. Yeah, that's a hazy, distant memory now. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Bugs? <laughs> no, patch like 1.0. Whoever deals with bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, yeah, I would encourage you, if if you play on the Xbox and for some reason you haven't actually read this announcement yet, I would encourage you to read it because it's just, it's like Christmas and Hanukkah, and Easter, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kwanzaa, and, and a lot of holidays all happening at once. So, mm. okay. yeah. All right, Robin, tell us about this fourth big PUBG announcement. All right, this is maybe the one I'm most excited about. Um, this one is announcing a new training level, training map, training mode in PUBG, where it's literally a whole new map that's two by two kilometers, right 
so this is it's huge it has shooting ranges it has obstacle courses for vehicles it has um like parkour courses different types of shooting ranges with moving targets they have targets that lean from behind obstacles apparently oh schnapps yeah like the it mostly lays it all out and it all sounds really great and this um steam community post that they put out I'm a little bit curious if there's going to be any way to track your performance, right? Like if you hit all the targets, is it going to give you points? Mm-hmm. Is there any way to kind of measure how well you did and then therefore have a baseline to see if you improve? Because if there is, then this is a really big game changer. Um, like being able to just go to a shooting range is cool, but if they're going to have all the targets and whatnot, like I hope that... It has an interface where you can say, like, shoot a target and it starts a session and there's a timer and there's like a certain number of things that happen and then it stops and then it, it gives you a result. The PUBG team has struggled with this type of score tracking before, as we've seen in war mode and things like that. There's no score tracking really at all. No. <laughs> there's like team score tracking to win the game and that's it. But you can't actually really see like everyone's kills and deaths and assist and um, revives and things like that. So I'm just curious if they're actually if this is going to be something we can use to p- track our progress or if it's just something we can a different place to put in more mileage in a different way. It could be really cool. I think either way, it's, it's an it's an asset and it's a good a- addition to the game. Um, I hope that they allow it to. Or they implement it in a way where we can we can track our own progress and and see if we can get better at things because that's really what we all want to do here at Winner mm-hmm. Winner. We want to get better. We want to like see how much better we get. So. Exactly. We mm-hmm. want to measure. We want to measure our things against other people's things. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so a few things that make this interesting are first of all, it's the training mode. It says it lets five to twenty players mm. solo queue with matchmaking explore a brand new map so you're going to be training with other random people is the first thing Mm -hmm. so i just i think that's really interesting i don't quite know how that's going to happen i really hope this is what i'm hoping is that it's not going to be full of dumb jackasses who are just going to treat this like the spawn island on erangel used to be Mm. where they're just like running up in your business and shooting you in the crotch and yeah you know doing annoying shit (laughs) while you're trying to like practice hopefully fragging is turned off yeah i would imagine it would be right (laughs) i mean if not i I don't know i'm just again this is one in a just a series of random choices this company has made that defies expectations i i would like to know why it's on a server as opposed to local agreed yeah that's a fundamental question yeah I know this could just as like they don't have to dedicate servers to this. They can just we'll download the map. Everyone's going to have the map downloaded on their computer. Right. They could just go in there, trigger the exercises on their own computer. Everything's running locally. PUBG could just totally wash their hands of running servers for this. And agreed. I don't I don't see the point of having other people in there personally. I mean, I I can see plenty of reasons why it might be great. mm -hmm. I think to me so the weird thing again though is that it's a solo queue with matchmaking Mm -hmm. like why isn't it that you squad up with other people and then you all go in right because that -hmm. just makes a lot more sense to me like you get your friends together you get a specific scenario in mind right Mm -hmm. like for example 
I've wanted to do this for a while where I want to practice shooting at moving vehicles, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a buddy get in the car and you post up on the hill 300 meters away mm -hmm. with your SKS and you just have them drive around and you see how many shots you can land, right? Mm -hmm. That's like an example of a really useful thing that you could do with even one other person, which would make this super useful, like a lot more useful than dropping with five to 20 other like randos who are all in solo, who are all kind of anarchically doing whatever they feel like, basically. Mm -hmm. So there are a number of things around the choice around this that just strike me as like classic blue hole head scratches. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe we'll see the wisdom of this when it actually comes out. Maybe we'll get in there and it'll all start to make sense. Yeah, I hope so. I can't wait for it. Um, I also can't wait for patch 20 to actually hit the live servers. Oh, it has. Oh, has it? Yep. When did that happen? Yeah, it happened yesterday. Yes. Yeah, it is cool, man. I played it last night. I got one barrel. And? Uh, it sucks at range, as uh, I discovered. Okay. And died. Okay. But <laughs> I tried, yeah, I didn't, it's kind of sucked. I didn't get a chance to like have some sweet CQC with it or anything like mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Just like my initial impression, I was shooting at someone with a 3x scope, and I don't know, man, maybe I just fucked up the encounter, but I felt like I had a hell of a time. There was someone about maybe 150 meters away, mm -hmm. and they were running, and they were a sitting duck. They didn't know that I was there, so I slapped my 3x on it, and I just started laying into them. I don't. I think I landed one shot out of like 10 and I'm, you know, I'm not the best shot, but like there was a certain point when the person stopped, turned around, faced me, and I was, I was really like lining up my shots and shooting and they just weren't hitting. Mm. Hmm. So that kind of soured me on it. Maybe it's just that the 3X scope is harder to use than I thought. Although mm -hmm. I've tended to have success with that scope. I, I like it. So I don't know. Maybe that's a bad pairing. But. I don't know, man. I, I've, I've become a little suspicious of the 3X lately. Mm. In my case, I was using a Car 98 at like 150 meters mm -hmm. or so, and I just could not. I mean, I wasn't aiming at like a full, fully exposed body. I was aiming at someone who was like half obscured by a rock and they were crouched. Yeah. So it was a hard shot to land anyway, but I like I was carefully lining up like six shots in a row and I think I missed all of them. Wow. And it was, I was just like mystified. Like <laughs> how rough. does this thing work? I don't understand. Yeah. 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 Maybe it is just a failing of the scope. Mm -hmm. I certainly haven't played enough with the barrel to pass any kind of judgment on it, but at the moment, just based on my limited experience, I'm going to treat it like a slightly more stable AK, but one that still suffers from a lot of the, the other AK problems. Mm -hmm. Like the AK was never really that accurate at range anyway. Right. So I think once we've both had enough time to really get our hands on it, we'll do another weapon feature on it and really mm. give you more of a breakdown on how we feel about it. For sure. Yeah, so. I definitely want to try it in some close quarters combat. Main topic. Yep, let's get into this. 
So, Robin, why don't you give us an overview of this because、mm-hmm. you came up with it? All right. So, a while back now, this was back when we had Ramsey, basically, like right around when we had the, the、um, gaming coach on. Oh, Fran Ramsden? Fran- yeah. <laughs> Framsden? <laughs> yes, Fran. I'll call him Fran. The, the celebrity couple of Fran and Ramsden with himself. <laughs> yeah. I don't do names, man. <laughs> Fran Ramsden. I, I don't do names, dude. I, at this time, was trying to. I mean, the whole idea of improvement is you have to kind of know where you're at and be able to look at that and then look at it, say, eight weeks later and be like, have I changed? Have I gotten better or worse than where I was before? And so I started to want to find ways to measure、um, why people, like, basically what people were interpreting or perceiving as the reasons they weren't winning. I want to find ways to measure other things in this game, such as aim, and hopefully, hopefully, This new、um, training thing helps us out with that. I think it will. It's, just, it's all about measurement, though. So that's, that's going to be the real question. But yeah, measuring yours versus theirs. <laughs> yes, Arjuna. <laughs> And so I just created this survey, really simple survey, created it on a Google form. And it has like three questions. But the, the most important one is the first one. And the question is, which of these contributed to your defeat? And then there's like 20 options. <laughs> That's not true. I think there's like 12 or so options. And then people can write in their own if they felt like there was an important factor that wasn't covered by my, my options there. And so, what I want to do tonight is talk about what the most commonly selected ones were, see if we can like categorize them,、um, and see if they kind of like fit our expectations in terms of. You know, what we would think are the obvious reasons and all of that. So maybe I should just jump into it. Should we do like a top five thing? Maybe、yeah. a countdown? You want、yeah. to do a countdown? Okay. Sweet sauce. All right. Let's all get right. into it. Number、so, five. Number five. The, for reasons why I died, is I rushed,、mm, okay. which makes sense. I definitely have, I know I've answered this survey a lot and That is one I've put down multiple times.、Mm, okay. So let's, let's get a little bit more specific. When you say I rushed, what does that mean to you? Well, for me, it means that I probably had cover or I could have chosen cover. And instead of doing that, I had some idea where the opponent was and I decided to try to get closer to them. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Presumably without cover. Right? Like, I wasn't running a long cover. Maybe, maybe you could be running a long cover. Either way, you're like, you're shortening the distance between yourself and the enemy. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, it's like you push them, but maybe in a disadvantageous way. I think, pu- no, just pushing. Pu- even a successful push is still rushing. Okay. Yep. Okay. In this case, since it's in the Why Did I Die survey, it, it wasn't successful. Right. But, you know, there's plenty of successful rushes too. They just didn't make it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's、yep. a good distinction.、Mm-hmm. One of the things about this game is learning like, when is it time to push them because you have them on the back foot and it's time to finish them off,、mm-hmm. versus when are you basically just leaving cover, which is a better position, to try to get them when they have cover and they have a better position than you now, right?、Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of the things you're always trying to judge in this game. Yeah. So, I'm really I'm glad to see this on the list because it's so important. It is. And it's a little bit tricky. 
for example, I got killed the other day. You were there, Arjuna. Everyone else was dead, and I was trying to eke out my survival. And I had some... I think I was, like, prone behind a bush or something, and I was in a firefight with a guy, and then the circle was coming up behind me. And this was endgame. So that was going to burn me. And so... I effectively rushed because I got up and started running across the street uh, toward the tree where he had cover and effectively was rushing. But another factor, excuse me, another factor there was the circle pressure, of course. So um, I did not come out of that alive. I think I, I got one shot with the arm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was rough, man. Yep. So that's a pretty obvious one, rushing. Like, this is all, if I was going to put that in a category... I would put that in the category of positioning, right? Like as, as a bigger kind of meta category. Um, and maybe in depending, but it could be affected by like the circle uh, meta game too. So. Right. All okay. right. Number four. Number four. Opponent had better cover. Ah, uh, hmm. yeah. So this is, it has some overlap with rushing. Actually, hold on. Let me back up. So that number five, that was 16% of responses had some element. And you can pick multiple when you fill out the survey so okay yeah 16 percent of the times that people died rushing was a factor and then for number four opponent had better cover 18 percent of people or of responses included that as a factor yeah and so this one's pretty obvious you know it could be that they're behind a truck and you're behind a skinny tree or you're out in the middle of nowhere and they have a rock there's a lot of different kind of ways this could shake down but you know it just kind of outlines that cover is really important part of positioning yeah so that's two in a row we have in the kind of positioning category right i've always maintained this is my opinion but i've always maintained that this game is 50 percent aim 50 percent positioning Mm -hmm. so i'll be interested to see as these unfold if they if they fall into those lines or not Mm -hmm. yeah oh shit i messed up did you miss one? Oh wait, yep, yeah. yep. Okay, those were number four and three. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Number five was opponent saw me first. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. Okay, which is also arguably positioning. Yep, and that's at fourteen percent of responses. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Now, this this obviously happens to even the best of us, right? It's it's kind of impossible to have your head on a 360 degree swivel when you're playing this game. Mm-hmm. However, I will say this is, I think this is the classic noob fear, right? When you play this game, like you start to play this game mm. and you just die out of nowhere in the middle of a field and you're like, what happened? Yeah. Right. So I think this one's particularly, I think this is one that we're all particularly paranoid about mm-hmm. because of our painful experiences when we first started playing this game mm-hmm. or like, you know, when you saw someone and you started to engage and you were ADS and then someone else in a completely different place just took your head off with a car 98. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this one, I like this one because the other two, they were about having better cover and rushing. And in both of those situations, it's assumed that both people have seen each other and they're kind of on equal footing in terms of stealth and like awareness. And this one is, it outlines the importance of kind of moving and positioning in a way that you can see others while minimizing the times that you're seen. Mm, right? Right. That's a good point. And I think implied here, 
I'm sure that maybe some of these were just kind of accidental, like, oh, I was looking in this direction and the other person came over the hill and they saw me and it's just no one really planned it. But I think in some of these cases, at least, it was like someone actually probably took the time to position themselves better before they engaged. Or maybe they were making their decisions, their positioning decisions based on not being seen Mm -hmm. in stealth. And that was what allowed them to prevail. I mean, I think like when I watch more skilled people playing this game, I think 50% at least of their kills come from just being smarter, basically. Just Mm -hmm. playing in a way where they are catching other people unaware. Right. Yeah, I just watched a Wacky Jackie VSS game that he just put out. Oh, perfect. It was amazing. You know, that gun is really well balanced where like if you try to Rambo it, then it's probably not going to work out. But if you are really good at being sneaky, then it's it's just a really good match for that playstyle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was impressed. I, I mean, there were some counterintuitive moments for me watching that. To be honest, where he chose some positioning, most of his positioning was spot on and very good, and he did some things I didn't think of, um, such as moving, kind of like backtracking a little bit and finding a better path that was less less exposed into the next circle at one point which I thought was pretty smart. But he did a couple in the late game. I felt like he was really right in the middle of things and kind of in the open and somehow wasn't getting spotted. But And, and he didn't seem that worried about it at, in, that, in the case that I'm thinking of. So I'm mm. not sure. I'd be curious to know what was going through his head um, at yeah. some of those moments. But it's definitely what I'm always thinking about, especially in late game, is like, okay, who's am I exposed in this position? And from what angles... And is it from the angles where I think people are? I was kind of like updating your mental map of where the the bad guys are. So it's true that this particular one, this getting killed by someone who saw me before I saw them, mm-hmm. I think it does get more important the later into the game you go, because that's often what decides the actual winner winner is mm-hmm. is that one you know the second to last person will spot the last person like first yeah so yeah and that late in the game people tend to have better aim than people in early game <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> so the amount of time you have to respond can be a bit shorter yeah mm-hmm. and exactly and what often happens is that there'll be like three or four people left and a few of them will start to engage and the clever person will like try to position themselves so that they can just take out the final person mm-hmm. So, you know, and one thing I will say, this is interesting because I think there's two ways to deal with the problem of people seeing you first. Like, you can't always control it, right? Like, you can try to minimize the amount or, or like the risk of being seen first, but no matter what you do, there's going to be times when people just see you first, right? Yeah. Like, there could be people on four sides of you, and like, some, one of them is going to see you first. So, there's kind of two main ways to deal with it. One of them is to like be still and low, right? Like, hunker down don't make a lot of movement and just try not to get noticed and the other is to be squirrely as all hell Mm, right yeah which i definitely see more of the streaming circuit do right like they're not the bush camping crowd they're definitely the like they're running around they're jagging right and left they're crouching up and down all the time they're jumping um and it's just like a core part of movement for them like they they definitely are paying attention to positioning where they're not like doing that out in the open but when they are in the open they're like crouching 
and jumping a lot, which is actually something I've noticed. I've noticed for the people that I play with, like people could be doing more of that. And that there's a lot of like, I don't know, just like looting and, and kind of like when I loot like anywhere, I feel like I'm always like running in circles, like little short circles and maybe not crouching, but at least doing a little bit of movement back and forth. I'm kind of paranoid and squirrely like that. That's something I think if, if you have the energy for it, definitely advised and, and, and good practice too. It's kind of hard to loot sometimes and move around without like walking away from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have like you have your inventory open and the loot's like popping into and out of your inventory. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's like it pops out in the middle of like a mouse drag. You're like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It is a really good skill to develop though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So what's number two? Number two. So this is where up to 24% of responses um, chose this. And this was, I reacted too slowly. Mm, Okay. This is like a really hard one. It's just like reaction speed. I think the only thing I can honestly think of that can help with this is drinking less. okay the physiological approach and i don't even know i'd like i'm pretty sure that's pretty solidly scientifically backed up i would think i know alcohol affects the cerebellum which is the big lobe at the back of your brain that um does all the bodily coordination stuff so it would not surprise me if the small motor movements in this case with PUBG, like that's still your cerebellum still affect by, affected by alcohol. Not sure how big the effect is. You know, for light drinking, I wonder if it's even really noticeable. Could even be beneficial. I'm kind of a light drinking PUBG player a lot of the time. And yeah, I really enjoy it. I really like drinking beer and playing this game. But, you know, might affect my performance a little, but... It also, I'm like less crabby sometimes when I drink. So yeah, you care less. I so care less, good. exactly. <laughs> so it, it's kind of a wash. I think it's I've definitely had some really fun times drinking beer and playing this game. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm willing to give that up. Maybe well, some nights. <laughs> maybe maybe it's not that you need to drink less. It's just that you need to drink differently. So instead of drinking beer, drink energy drinks. You know, hmm. at night. Yeah, well, th- this is obviously for the irresponsible teenage listeners. Okay. Yeah. The, the <laughs> listeners who don't have jobs to go to next tomorrow okay. morning. Right? I, you know, I like temporarily entertained the idea of becoming a morning gamer recently. Mm. I can't remember what made me think of it, but mm-hmm. I think it was like, oh, I could be caffeinated and play, which could help. It could make me like super tense and jittery. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting to play in the mornings because... Playing in the evenings can disrupt my sleep. Mm-hmm. Not always, but I don't know. I just feel like I feel like if I stay up late gaming, I definitely notice it the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of it's a challenge because I most want to play in the evenings. That's when I'm in like fun, mm-hmm. relaxed mode. Okay, actually, you know what? I think there is one thing I can think of that would help here. Yeah, that doesn't have to do with alcohol. Which is this is something I observed when say when i was playing call of duty on the xbox and we had someone new play who wasn't really used to say a a certain map or just shooters in general i noticed that where they put their cursor when they were walking around and not being in battle was just like totally random like it it didn't it was just kind of like a byproduct of how they wanted to move but they weren't really thinking about if they fired a bullet right then where would it land 
Sure. Which is like fundamental, right? To being good at a shooter is you want there to be as little movement as possible from where where your current where your um, cursor currently is and where it needs to be when you're going to shoot the next person who comes up, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's really easy in Call of Duty because you're, like, walking toward, like, a set of two corners, right? There's, like, a corner on the left and a corner on the right, and depending on what you know about the map or what's going on, you're going to, like, pick one of those. Like, oh, I think they're going to come a- around the right corner. So you're already ready for them. Like, you're pointing at the right corner. You're, as yeah. you're, like, moving around, your aim is lined up, Right. PUBG is a little different because it's not as fast paced and it's a much bigger map with a lot more corners and a lot of different places where people can be. Yeah. But I think the point to be made isn't so much like, oh, I'll watch that tree because I think that they might be there. It's more that you want to maintain that sort of awareness um, about where people could be coming from. And it's just kind of like a constant. And particularly, you know, watch your loot loot mentality if all of you guys are looting 80 percent of the way through the game and nobody's um on overlook and like paying attention to the surroundings around a settlement say you're likely to walk out of that settlement and get nailed you know yeah unexpectedly so maintain some awareness even have someone on point in the squad um kind of keeping watching angles and things. And this is something we've talked a little bit about in tactics and something I want to talk about more for our tactics sessions is having kind of set default um, angles that if when we're moving as a squad that people are um, watching, mm, right? Okay. Which I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence about, honestly. Because yeah. I kind of like, I think when people move through a landscape, they naturally, if they've played for a while, they know what the most important area to watch is. And having that flexibility is good if you're playing with players who are experienced and are kind of like good at that because they're going to make the best decision. Like it might, if they might, let's say, for example, they're supposed to be watching the right. And that's something we decided like, oh, this formation, that person should watch right. It might be a totally irrelevant position to watch, right? So like we don't want to box people in to some kind of structure where they could be making a better decision on their own. So it's one of the many challenges of figuring out this like tactic stuff is how organized is too organized, right? Sure. I I just wanted to underscore this point though about I couldn't agree more that you you can't change or it's very hard to change your basic physiology of like when there is a stimulus, how fast do you respond? Mm-hmm. That in a certain sense is hardwired or it's affected by things outside of your skill at the game. But the point about being prepared to react, like that is something that you can do. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree that I think sometimes in this game, people react like half as fast or even a quarter as fast as they would have if they expected someone to be where the person actually was. So... I think that's it's a really good point that you were making and and I really want to underscore it that like in every situation in this game you need to be anticipating where people could be mm-hmm. and you need to be it's almost like uh it's like riding a bike in traffic mm-hmm. or I think a- anyone who drives or, or does any kind of moving through traffic you have to do this a lot where you can't just like, imagine if you drove the way some people play PUBG, where you're just like, you know, I 
stopped at the red light. And then as soon as it turned green, I just went and I wasn't thinking about whether someone else was there or not, right. you know, kind of a thing like, you know, you'd probably be dead within a month. Mm -hmm. And so j just having that same kind of anticipatory awareness, right. like, okay, at this juncture, these are the things that could typically happen and I need to be on the lookout for them. Mm-hmm. And also like driving, you can be susceptible to outside stimulus as well. Like, so for example, if there's like a TV on in the room or if someone's distracting you or whatever, uh, or, or you're like, your phone's blowing up and you're trying to send texts when you have a moment, all this kind of stuff is like ruining your ability to react well. Numero uno. Number one. Number one reason people die in PUBG, according to the survey, that has 77 responses, is... Can you guess, Arjuna? Well, I You're, looked. It's I potatoed. Yeah. <laughs> Not surprised. Nope. Not surprised at all. I think this is really our only... Aside from reaction speed, which is kind of related, it's the only like strongly aim-related one, right? As opposed to, say, positioning... I think reacted too slowly is definitely part of aim. But, like, this is like, okay, you've reacted, you've moved your mouse, you've started firing, and the shots just aren't hitting them. Right. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, this is, like... This is the nut I really want to crack with shooters. Is if... Okay, let's say we're bad at aiming. What do we do about that? How do we get better at it? And, obviously, practice is, like, the the obvious one but it takes a ton of time right you know you could be a master if you put 10,000 hours in in one game with one gun <laughs> yeah well and i think you know that whole thing highlights the fact that sure you could spend 10,000 hours playing the game but if you're not specifically focused on improving your aim mm. you're gonna plateau mm -hmm. and i mean we all plateau anyway eventually but I think that, yeah, how much really dedicated time you're spending learning to aim mm -hmm. is is what makes the difference. So I think things that can help, for example, are really getting more familiar with the range finding in this game. Mm. That's a big one. Range finding, practicing leading people at mm -hmm. different ranges with different guns, like the people who are nailing those running car 98 headshots on you it's okay they're, they're a little bit lucky but chances are those people are practicing that more oh yeah which is why they're better at it oh yeah so you know those are just a few examples i mean obviously practicing your spray control is huge mm -hmm. and i i'm i'll be the first to raise my hand on that one like my my spray control still sucks mm -hmm. so I find mine varies a lot from weapon to weapon. Mm, mm -hmm. I'm pretty good with the 5.56, five, but not perfect at all. Pretty good. And then, you know, SMGs are fine at close range, but that AK and like the MK14, that thing is impossible. Um, but I have a lot of trouble with the AK2 at mid range, unless I'm shooting at like a truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, it's all practice, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is like an easily practicable thing. I don't know about easily. 
it's going to be a lot easier with this uh, training mode that we're we're having right. on the way. So yeah, but focused practice, right? Yeah, not just like you know in your squad with your buddies dicking around, cracking jokes. Like actually, you know, like I I would recommend you do this if you haven't yet in the game. Pull a wacky jacky, like drop somewhere remote, find a gun, and just like shoot up a wall ten times mm. or whatever, or just find a target somewhere and try to control your spray mm -hmm. and just you know do it yeah over and over again i think war mode is actually perfect for yeah, this yeah war mode's great war mode it. with assault rifles yeah or submachine guns even and just land close to people and just spray <laughs> yeah <laughs> or not close whatever just practice your distance spray too why not mm-hmm I mean, yeah, the stuff I'm seeing, like, it seems like the streamers are getting better. I swear, just from what I've seen from Wacky Jackie and Acolyte recently, it's amazing, like, their aim. Acolyte, uh, his most recent post, just, like, the headshots that he's pulling off with cons consistency on moving targets at a distance is incredible. That's true. I've noticed that, too. Mm -hmm. I remembered watching a Fuglet video a while back where he was just owning with the AK. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't capable of that two months ago. Mm -hmm. And it was, and, and you can bet that he was practicing that is the thing. Yep. Right. Or like WTF Moses was quite open about, he was like, I'm practicing with the AK. I want to get better with it. And that mm -hmm. was the thing that he did. And he did get better with it. And so that's, it's not just picking it up and playing with it. It's like, you know, I, I bet that those streamers were really specifically like paying attention to the spray, paying attention to the distance, right. making adjustments. And, you know, I'm sure that they were potatoing a lot and dying a lot. And when they were dying, they were asking themselves a, a more detailed version of this why did I die question, right. right? They're asking themselves like, how did I fuck up using this weapon that mm -hmm. I can avoid doing next time? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's interesting things I've noticed when I go back and watch some kills of mine or, or some failed kills in slow motion, I'll notice certain ways that I pull my mouse and there's, it's, yeah, I found a couple of patterns there where I'm like, wow, I actually think I've done that multiple times and that's something I should watch out for, you know, and just be aware of and kind of, you know, the next time you're aiming, you're kind of like very acutely aware of, of that possibility and kind of adjusting for it. Yeah, you know, I feel like we need to have an AK day, you know, or, or like <laughs> I need to treat some of my sessions just like AK days. Because if you can master the recoil on the AK, like there's, you, you can master the recoil on any gun. Like you've yeah. already mastered the recoil on the other guns if you've done it with the AK. Right. Because it's just more, right? <laughs> it's like yeah, it's true. More vertical and, a and more horizontal recoil. So if you have like some handle on that, then like everything else will be a breeze. So agreed. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that rundown, Robin. You bet. That was super cool. There's a lot more in here to look at. So we'll put the link to this in the show notes. Mm -hmm. You can just pull it up for yourself and look at the numbers. There's a bunch of custom answers that people put in here at the bottom, which are pretty fun to look at. <laughs> so one of them's sniped while taking a piss. <laughs> Yeah, I would encourage you to just take a quick look at this and ruminate on it. And maybe you can even draw up a little sketchy map in your head of like, hmm, what would these numbers look like for me? How mm -hmm. often do I feel like I die? Yeah, 
and just fill, you can just fill out the survey too. There's that field, the last, there's three questions. The third question is your name. And if you, you can put in your name and then you can look at the spreadsheet um, for the survey and sort by your name and just see all of your responses and see if there's any pattern. So, yep. Um, I do want to say that I do plan on doing at least some kind of like segment or topic based around aiming and what I discover about it. I've been documenting um, different ideas and and techniques and things there. So I didn't want to get into it too much here, even though it's our number one reason that people are dying, because um, I think it really deserves its own episode. So we will be talking more about that in the future, hopefully within the month. I've been putting it off for a while and trying to like really get my head around it, but I should just hunker down and put it all together. So... Yeah. My guess is that your enjoyment of this game doubles when your aim is better. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like, man, who wouldn't want to just aim a bit better in this mm-hmm. game? I think it would just really increase your kills, increase your enjoyment. Less of that hair pulling like, oh, why did I fuck that up? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to have to wait for 10 minutes to get in the next game kind of a thing. Yeah. All right, man. Any announcements for next week? Are you going to keep doing your strategy sessions or what i think i am yeah monday night strategy session i I think i'll start at seven okay yeah Mm yeah sounds reasonable yeah let's do this for the challenge mode simple ak ak all day yeah ak and spray though is the thing yep do that spray even when it's at a distance even when it's probably going to get you killed Mm-hmm. just remember it's it's not cheating to do bursts instead of just holding the mouse down mm-hmm. you know i i don't know if i advise burst no? the, yeah because i mean maybe five bullet burst but there's yeah. you still have to recoil control them you know yeah i th- i think i've tried i've tried burst at close range before and the the jump between the first and second bullet is just brutal so yeah sometimes it's better just to tap yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely with you as far as like the the five bullet spray is like the classic best ratio of bullets to control. And I think with the AK in particular, the AK is a great weapon. That's a good place to start with the AK. So, but I agree. If someone's right around the corner, lay into him, you know, hold down the trigger. Mm-hmm. But if they're more like 20, 50 meters, certainly any further than that, you're going to want to do that five bullet burst. Mm-hmm. And this is common knowledge by now, but if any of you listening don't know why, basically it's it's been proven that there's a pretty steep drop-off in the controllability of the weapon after you hit about five or six bullets. And that's it's not just for the AK. It's like pretty much all of the assault rifles have this. And I even, maybe it's true of the SMGs at some point as well, but for the rifles, it's really pronounced. Mm-hmm. So just practicing those like five to six bullet sprays just like spray spray yep. spray you know you just release your finger let let the reticle come back down do it again it's really successful i i think when i won my first chicken dinner i was really focusing on on doing that versus just holding it like the whole spray and pray just hold it down mm-hmm. until they're dead or you're dead mm-hmm. thing and it really made a difference yeah i think it's a great point yeah the vertical recoil is pretty consistent throughout the the whole spray but the horizontal recoil really increases after that five or six bullet mark yeah so 
the cool thing about that is it's almost like a combination between tapping and spraying as mm-hmm. well. So it's kind of like you get the best of both in a way. Yeah. Which is cool. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Winner Winner Podcast. And you can get all of this and more by joining our Discord. So the link for that's in our show notes and it's also on our website. We got someone leaving us an iTunes comment saying they couldn't find the Discord. So yeah, just uh, go to our website, which you can find in Google. And we have an Xbox club. We also have a PUBG mobile club. The mobile club specifically is called Winner Podcast because Winner Winner was taken. And yeah, let's see. What else do we need to say, Robin? Basically, I want to thank Spiffy Man. Nice. For letting us use his music. Yeah. Yeah. Spiffy Man's the shit. He's go, the shit. Go check his music out. You've already heard some of it. Go listen to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you can always email us at winnerpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. Catch you next week. Mm-hmm.